I'm gonna veto this question. We're gonna move on. This is Jared Gray Talks to Humans. I'm so honored uh, to be here with a good friend of mine. We have a long history at this point. Uh, Dylan Trumbull, welcome. Thank you for having me. Um, I have a million things to talk about with you. All right, I have um, a million and one to talk oh, to you. Oh, about. God, yeah. man, it's going to be long. It's going to be so good. Yeah, it's going to uh, be good. The first one I want to talk about is the, the hat you're wearing. Oh, yes. Yeah, this thing. Um, it has a particular logo on it of a certain company. Yes, it and does. And I know you have a particular like tie to that company. Y- yes, I do. Which I believe is owner, founder, designer, marketer. All of the above. Accountant, probably. <laughs> all, all of the above. Um, you own that company. So what was it like to own a clothing company? So, uh, well, first off, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I've learned so much in this experience. Um, so I started about uh, a year and some change ago, and uh, it was an idea that uh, a buddy and I had in high school one night after uh, uh, socializing. Sure. Um, and uh, we went to sleep, and we woke up in the morning, and uh, we didn't uh, do anything uh, <laughs> from the idea that we had last night. And yeah. this idea was to create uh, a board short brand and make – and, and produce the greatest board shorts that anyone has ever worn. So, uh, yeah, we didn't do anything, and uh, college went by. We went our separate ways. Um, and, uh, you know, recently uh, we were both in the, the area again at our parents' house, and uh, we grabbed coffee, and uh, this individual brought it up again and said, hey, do you want to do this? And I was like... No, absolutely not. <laughs> at, at, at the time, I did not. I uh, I just had a, a little boo boo yeah, that sure. we'll that we'll talk about. Sure. I'm assuming uh-huh. after yep, this, definitely. Um, so I had a little boo boo, and uh, I I was just so overwhelmed with everything. And and starting a company, I was just like, I no, I'm not in the place right now. Uh, and then uh, you about, immediately started the company. Uh, about a couple days yep. later, okay. I was like, you know what? We're gonna start the company. Uh-huh. So and it's called Rin, right? It's called Rin. It comes from the word uh, marine. Uh, so M A is dropped, and then it's R. We added another I uh, to represent the two founders, um, and then we dropped the E. So marine, by definition, is product of the sea. So it focuses on board shorts. Um, and uh, that is www.rin.us. Nicely done. So check All it out. All six people will go out for sure and check it out. Oh, great. Wait, great. you guys, and you try to take like recycled materials, right? Yeah. So uh, the, the board shorts, uh, you know, we, we started using like recycled sail. So, so sail material that has sailed the seven seas, been used, and it, and it now can't function well as a sailboat uh, or a sail on a sailboat. Was that always the idea? Was that part of the idea or did you come with that? Because I, I would I would have never in it a wasn't million the years, idea. No. I would have never thought like, oh, like recycled sails. Yeah. Like I, I wonder how, how did you come up with that? You know. You it, just fall into it? It just came about, yeah. yeah. 
it, it wasn't uh, a, an idea that we uh, thought about in high school, but it just it just came about. And, and you uh, guys were amateur sailors. Yeah, well, you know, you know, I, I, I wish I was a sailor. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love uh, I love anything to do with the water, whether that's uh, body surfing, surfing, water polo, swimming. Uh, Drinking from a water fountain. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Taking a bath. The bath yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> splish splash. And, yeah, Jumping great. in puddles. Yeah. Is so fun. Exactly. It's so good. Exactly. So, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, um, it's it's been a fun experience. I've learned so much. Um, I I didn't go to undergrad for fashion or uh-huh. uh, I actually was an art major and so not uh, even business, not even that side of it. No, yeah. no. So right now, actually, it is. Uh, it was two in the company, and and now it's it's me and a, and a friend from college, and uh, uh, I am doing a lot of the numbers, and and that is very scary. What's <laughs> What's the thing that's hardest when the, you run a company that you started? The numbers, really, <laughs> for me, for just me. managing. Uh, you know, today I was uh, every month. I I do inventory. Um, and I update that even though these, uh, systems now really manage your inventory flow. Yeah. Um, it's nice to, um, check and make sure check in yeah. and make sure, especially the stuff that you're not selling on the website. It's more for the product. So patches, back tabs, stuff like that. One so. thing I always find so interesting when I talk to people who've started their own business yes. is like you started for a specific reason to like make clothing. Yes. And I wonder now that you're in it, it's like a real business. How much of your time, what percentage is actually spent doing the thing, making clothing that you were in it in the first place for? Yes. Uh, that's that's funny you ask that. It's, it's pretty limited. Yeah. Actually. Isn't that so interesting? Yeah, yeah. But I, I get it. It's it's still cool because you do all that extra work because it allows you to keep that opportunity exactly. of making clothing. But yeah, it's a lot to do marketing and accounting and everything else. It, it adds up for sure. And, and uh, you know, the biggest uh, – the thing I love about it is in, when you start a company, you want to find something that you're passionate about, whether that's baking. If you're passionate about it – then it won't feel like your job because the first five years are very slow. It's slow. You got to get that name out there. No one knows what Rin is. Yeah. Uh, so you have to be passionate about it. And, you you know, I come, I come back from class. I'm in grad school and I come back from class and I make dinner and it's, uh, you know, 1030 at night. And, you know, most people would go to bed. That's that's right when I'm getting going. You know, well, I I need to do some work at that. Point. I always think that that's sort of what separates the people who start businesses and try out tough like things is that those people, you being one of them, are the people that just like aren't satisfied to go to bed at ten thirty. You know, exactly. that aren't like okay with like, oh, okay, I'll do it next week. Yeah, like you're the people who go, I want to do it now. Yeah, like why would I wait? Yeah, so that's the coolest. Yeah, it was it was tough because uh, sometimes you you gotta. You got to say, hey, all my friends want me to go have dinner with them and enjoy. And it's like you have to have that persistence and say, you know what? I'm going to stay in. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. You know, this is this is most important to me. And maybe in five or 10 years, you know, I'm going to be so happy that I stayed back. And and I can treat everyone to dinner. Hopefully that's maybe the plan. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's amazing. I'll probably have more questions for you about that later. Yeah, but yeah. it's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear about people who start a business. Yes. Yeah. Particularly like a really small business. 
yes. something that's not you don't have like tons of employees like it's it's literally you are the business it's just two of us right now and it's a fascinating like just that in and of itself is like yes. so interesting but that's the best. More people should do it. I think. I think there's so there's a lot of discomfort with like how do you start a business. That's the biggest thing. Is uh, I'm I'm lecturing uh, next week at Cal State uh, Long Beach, and I was at OCC two weeks ago, and uh, a lot of the students came up to me and said, "Hey, I have this idea. I'd love to start, but how do I start? Yeah. You know, what what do I do next?" And that was so great about uh, my original first partner is he. Uh, you know, hustled and wanted to start some stuff. And it was great. I mean, yeah. it was great because at the time after uh, my boo-boo, I was uh, a very different person and I was, I was growing and changing. And, you know, I, I had to, you know, in my head say, okay, you know what, this is where I'm at now, but this is not where I'm going to be at in a year. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that's really hard. Yeah, yeah, that's really hard on top of starting a business and all the other things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's, what is your, what's going to happen to the business? Like what in your, in a perfect world, what is, what happens? In a perfect world, which I've started to see it really start picking up in the last uh -huh. month, uh -huh. um, which is amazing. Uh, I had a article in a magazine from Locale Magazine. Awesome. They did an article and, uh, a couple of weeks later, I got an email from OCC. They wanted me to lecture, and then I did that lecture, and then um, I got multiple people on my Instagram following me. Yep. Uh, I sold out of a product, and then a couple of weeks later, I uh, I got an email from Cal State Long Beach. And uh, so in a perfect world, I want to see this last. I, I don't want to ever close the doors uh, for at least a while. You know, not least, not ever, but <laughs> um, do you imagine it as being something that you you know you are talking to stores about getting product into stores? So that's that's a that's a heavy question that a lot also, of people. Also, what a crazy process because like not only do you want to make clothes, but if you want to sell them, like you have to talk about where you sell them and how do you get them into those places. Where you sell them is that's a big question. And right then there. suddenly you immediately are fighting against like multi-billion dollar corporations yes. for a shelf space. Like it's, it's sort of, it's so interesting. Yes. It's, uh, you know, for this company, I, I always want to keep it in the boutiques. You know, I, I don't want to chase out for like the big surf, uh, shops yeah. and I, I don't want to do that. That's not where Rin, my company is, is meant to go. It's all about the attention to details, the small, uh, quantity made in us, um, and you know, we're not sending it over to China to get the best margins or make the most amount of money. It's not about that. It's about what makes me the happiest is, uh, just today, I got a picture from a customer and, uh, he was like, Hey, I've been wearing these shorts nonstop. Haven't washed them <laughs> in three weeks. And I was like, wow, that makes me so happy. Yeah, that's the best testimonial see, ever. See this picture of this you, customer is great. It's great. Oh, that's the coolest. And another thing is uh, at Chapman, where I go to school uh, for grad, uh, I walk uh, to class uh, two times a week, and I uh, sold some product to my fraternity and my water polo team, and and I see my product walking around on campus, and it's great. Yeah, that's the coolest. I love it. Um, okay, well, we know you're a business mogul now, but yes. um, trying to be. I have some questions to help us get to know you a little bit better. Okay, this is great. So the first question is, do you have like, what's the next book 
that you want to read? Next book. Well, uh, uh, I'm very visually based, so I'd love to have pictures in the book, lots of pictures. Awesome. Not a lot of writing. Picture books. The picture, is what you're looking for? Okay. picture books. Yes. Yeah, really uh-huh. cool books actually are those ones, you know, that you, you, they pop out, the pictures pop out, yes. and you can move them with gears. Yes. Very cool. Yes. But I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's uh, by a guy who uh, start is like been writing for a blog, and it's, it's uh, a book. It's like a little... It's not a chapter book. It's little like quotes, but not oh, quotes. Cool. But yeah. it's, it's short little blurbs that are like how to like be creative. Like what do you do when you're stuck and you want to like get the ball rolling? Do you use it for um, you know inspiration, or do you use it for just to like it's the downtime to read? I'd say inspiration, inspiration, oh, cool. yeah. That's awesome. I uh, the last uh, last two weeks I've been uh, waking up, and some mornings I uh, have a nice cup of joe mm-hmm. and uh, sit on the the patio. Last week I went out to the grassy knoll and put out a blanket and uh, brought Just my French out. press over there and poured it and <laughs> read a couple uh, pages. It was great. That's awesome. Okay, um, what's something like silly or small that like sets you off, like gets you angry? gets me angry so i always think of like um sometimes it's like certain phrases people say set me off like Uh, uh, a lot of people don't like the word moist right so there are certain words that's not that doesn't set me off but a lot of people don't like that or like nails on a chalkboard yes sets a lot of people off um mine is when people say same difference like I don't know exactly why that is. It just it for just, for the rest of this episode, I'm gonna be throwing only in same same difference. Yeah, same difference. Yeah. yeah, same same difference. Yeah, it's so weird. It's though. not even gonna make sense, and I'm just gonna be like, yeah, same difference. I respect same that difference. tremendously. Um, but yeah, what it sets you off. So so for me actually, uh, and uh, again, we'll probably talk about this later. It's it's definitely uh, a result of my boo boo that I had, uh-huh. but I. Uh, we're building that up so good, by the way. Yeah, I know. Be, be, the listeners are like, great. ooh, we're just what's never, this boo-boo? We're just never going to talk about it. Yeah, Not I know. Worse, but yeah, no, All right, and we'll see you guys tomorrow <laughs> night. And, <laughs> That's right. Um, so what sets me off, though, is I, I wouldn't say I'm OCD, but I'm very organized, very yes. clean and organized. Yeah. Things go in a certain place. Yep. And uh, from this boo-boo, uh, one, of the, one of the things uh, – what, what would you say? One of the, not the results, the results. Cons- I mean, consequence or, yeah, result. Result. result yeah. Something, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I had a, a short term, like, memory. Uh, my memory wasn't as good. So, but if I knew I had things very organized, then it was, it was fine because I knew yeah. where they were. I didn't have to go looking when somebody's like, oh, I can't find my car keys. You're like, well, I know where I put mine all the time. Now, what drives me crazy is when people move my stuff. Got it. Because I know where it was, and I put it there for a reason so I could be successful. Uh Uh-huh. They're making me unsuccessful. Every time you say same difference, I'm going to move your water bottle just a little bit. (laughs) That's fair. Um, uh, When you were were a little, Dolan, what did you want to be when you grew up? I, I think I was uh, so high energy, not sitting still. 
I don't know if I was even thinking about what was the long term. Right, right what, was in, what was ever was in front of you. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's like, oh, I, <laughs> I saw a, a garbage truck. Oh, I want to be a garbage man, you know? <laughs> fire truck goes by. Oh, I want to be a fireman. Whatever whatever was the thing that day. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so probably everything is your answer. Yeah, probably oh, everything. <laughs> um, okay, what is your spirit animal? Ooh, spirit animal. Something in the ocean. Yeah, because uh, you like a dolphin that plays in the yeah, waves. I was just right? gonna say a dolphin. Yeah, is, I get that. Yeah, you know, it's like high playful. energy. Yeah, yeah. that actually yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah, dolphin. Yeah. Um, okay, and then what was the last like frivolous, ridiculous purchase that you made? Ooh, like just something that you absolutely did not need. Oh, well, no, go for it. it yeah, in. yeah, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. It. So uh, I bought a, a mullet wig. Yeah, it's probably actually the best purchase I've ever. <laughs> made um but it was one of those like you know what i'm gonna get a mullet wig right now and yeah, uh sure. i wear it all the time oh well i guess that's get your money's worth that. yeah yeah another another good one was uh a viking hat <laughs> same thing yeah you just wear it yeah i just I uh, so so when i had this boo-boo i had this boo-boo and i had to go take care of this boo-boo in another state <laughs> and uh uh i packed uh, my bag for uh the long time i was going to be in this other state for a boo-boo yeah and uh uh, the Viking helmet made it in the suitcase. <laughs> Nicely done. And I told I told my mom actually. I said, you know what? Uh, you know, if I wake up from this boo boo uh, and I'm in a good mood, pull out the Viking helmet. Let's get a Why picture. Not? Oh, that's but if I'm in a bad mood, don't pull it out. Pull it like. Let it. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. But the, both of those uh, both of those purchases were actually good. But uh, I think it stems from when I was a little kid, a young Dylan. Costumes all the time, year-round. We're coming up on Halloween, but... Uh, you didn't need Halloween. No, no. You just needed it was Tuesday. Like, my mom was like, we're going to the grocery store. I was like, all right, I'm going to get my Indian costume. <laughs> going to get my army costume. Yeah, right? so awesome. so it would be, you know, June, and uh, there's Dylan walking down aisle number five <laughs> with his uh, mullet wig and I don't know what, <laughs> whatever so that cool. day was. So oh, that's yeah. awesome. Okay, well, that was lovely. Yeah, I love costumes, by the way. Do you? Oh, yeah, I love them. Oh, uh, what's what's the co- what's a costume you have right now that you could like in your closet? You just pull out. Well, that's funny, listeners. One. If you were actually here in this space, you would see that I'm wearing a costume actually right now. Um, I am wearing uh, a clown suit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I not mention that? Yeah. Well, you haven't yet. Oh, yeah. Well, that's weird that I haven't mentioned that, but yeah. It, it kind of blends in, you know, this this uh, green and <laughs> yellow just, afro. You just look normal like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Walking up, people were kind of giving me the eye, but... Yeah, I was wondering why the, your shoes were squeaking and whether, like, eight sizes is too big, but yeah, that yeah. makes sense. <laughs> okay. Um, so another thing I want to talk about was sort of, like, sort of things in the news. Top stories. Okay. Get your take on them. Um, so the first one is about there's there was a controversy about uh, President Trump calling the families of soldiers, um, and that was like it's a big hot button thing and it's so crazy. But that's not really what I want to talk about. But uh, <laughs> what was more interesting to me is that like these soldiers died in like uh, Niger or Niger, the country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I was thinking to myself like I didn't even know we had soldiers in Niger, and then. Um, I'm sure there are many other countries like that. And like, I know that we sort of exist in that way and we help other governments and we give, so that sort of makes sense. But I wonder about like sort of the disconnect between our like military operations and like my general day-to-day life. 
And I wonder maybe how you feel about that. I know you probably have known people in the military. I've had family in the military and good friends. Yeah, there's one person right now that we uh, both know that uh, is serving and uh, is out of this nation. Yeah. He was a great, great guy. Yep. Great That's guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. good. Uh, yeah, the, the football team he sports is is not that great, but he's a great. Guy. He's a, he is he's a great guy. guy. Who do you, who, the teams you root for are not that great, but he's, he's a great. Guy. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's he's faithful to those teams, so that's that's great. Well, even him though, like you know, he is a good friend and a good guy. And I sort of like I I remember he said what he was doing, but I don't feel like I don't really know why he's there. Yeah, like and and so I wonder. You know what that does to us. Wonder if, why I'm so much faster than him on on the tri bike. <laughs> yeah, you know that's a good question. I don't know. You want you want to send those to him, don't you? Yeah, yeah you're, oh, you're definitely. Gonna I'm gonna yeah, let him yeah. know. Yeah, you're gonna have to now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like it's a weird thing to think that there's military operations that are sort of representing us, um, but we don't know about them. And on the one hand, I, I feel really conflicted because on the one hand, like I don't mind that at all. I go, yeah, like our military is like really good at stuff. Just let them do their thing. Yeah. And on the other hand, I go like, well. But why are you there? And why why are you there? And why do that? Yeah. And I, I just feel conflicted about that. It's odd. Yeah, it's uh, you know, we'll again we'll probably go more into this. Uh, but my boo boo has it's it's kind of like I see a lot of similarities with those two things where where I'm living my experience and I'm in another country or another state and other people are doing all these other things at the same exact moment. I'm sitting in. A bed and you know I'm uh, trying to tie my shoe and somebody else is doing something completely different and I feel that same thing too almost when you try to think about whenever there's like a stat it's like there's 330 million people in the United States and I always think like whoa there's like 330 million other like people thinking weird thoughts and like trying to just go to work and like you know, do a job. Like it's just, it's a strange. Like weird. right now, like, like think about it. Like there are other people that could be brushing their teeth while we have in this. Yeah, it's podcast. so weird. And then where did they come from? Why are they brushing their teeth? Like it's all. Where are they going? The are they part, wearing a costume? The weird. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Um, the weird part. Same difference. Is when, <laughs> when they have, <laughs> uh, when they have like, uh, there's like a, you know, the Super Bowl or something. And you think like there's like a hundred million people doing the exact same thing I'm doing right now, or like you watch the Olympics, like opening ceremony. You know what's crazy? A billion people watching the World Cup. If you go during the Super Bowl, everyone's watching the Super Bowl, so that's when you do all your errands. True. If you don't care, I have done that. I have too. Halftime. Like like second quarter. I didn't care about the Super Bowl one year and who was playing and and it goes down. I just yeah. It is. It is weird. You might, you'd probably have a really interesting conversation with the people that have to go to work at that time. Like they just want a friend, like just for a few minutes, probably. Yeah. They just want to go, like just have some human interaction in during yeah. that afternoon, because <laughs> there's no one around. No You're one right, around. Huh? Everyone's yeah. just parked on the couch eating their guacamole. You yeah. know, oh, so good. Guacamole is good. I like avocados. Well, a fun fact: when I was uh, five years old, I uh, sat on the lap of Santa Claus in the mall. Um, I don't know if I had a costume on. Maybe just uh, red Converse. And... We would assume you did. Yeah, yeah, probably. Like I assume. Yeah. Uh, but I uh, I asked, Santa said, you know, what do you want? And I was like, uh, five avocados. Because <laughs> I'm five. And Santa looked at me like, what? <laughs> looked at my kid? mom and was like, what? Like a bite? 
TV? What do you, what do you, five avocados. Five avocados. So serious. And he was like, let's just go to the store. Get you some <laughs> avocados right now, bud. <laughs> I just, I really love avocados. It's funny. I had an avocado this morning. I had breakfast and then I just took a spoon and ate an avocado. Oh, good for you. I love avocados. They're uh, great. Okay. Uh, I also wanted to talk to you about, I found a new story about robots. Because mm. um, why not? Uh, probably something also you wanted to be when you grew up at the one point. You were like, probably. oh, look, a robot. I want to be that. I was like, boom, yeah. shiny robot. <laughs> so the robot was about, this, or the story was about how robots, like we always talk about, think about robots, like when they're going to be in our house, like helping us. But the, the article was about like, they're, they're, like robots can do a lot of things, but like they can't even figure out stairs reliably yet. Yeah. We don't even have reliable robots that can walk upstairs. So even if robots are great, they, they can't really like fit into our lives. It's going to be a while. Mm. So I wonder, number one, are you disappointed that you don't have like a robot butler in 2017? I, you know, I'd actually, I'd say no. I, lo- I know a lot of people are excited for them. I, I'm, I'm okay with not having a robot in 2017. Okay. And then second question, something you do have in 2017 is a little like artificially intelligent thing on your phone. That like learns all about you. And they know when you're in your car driving somewhere. They know when you're in and your they tell you it's gonna take fifteen minutes and it's like what? They know where you're going and where you came from. Right now, it knows. It knows because where you are. It, it it opens up it opens up the camera and the microphone and it maps out wherever you are. If I mean that's more of the government, but if the government wants to know what you're doing They're listening right now. They know. Will's listening. Um <laughs> Uh, I'm sure. Come on, come on, and not okay. even, not even like through the. It's like it's just happening. Um, yeah, but that is that's like a weird thing to think about, and it's not so much. It's not weird right now. I think like it's not that weird to me that like it sort of can figure out where you live. But like then I wonder like, well, in five years, like what is it to? And when it starts to. Uh, like it starts to figure things out. Like it knows where you're gonna go. Like, oh, it's Thursday at this time. Like you're going. You, yeah, you're, you're going, going to school. Yeah, like oh, it's the Super Bowl. You're going to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. Like it when it as it starts to pick that stuff up more and more. It's like Dylan. It is Thursday. You're wearing a costume right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, yeah. I wear a costume Sunday to Sunday. It's so. Monday night, and like the like the little like closet like pulls out your clown costume. It's like oh, it's Monday. Here you go. This is what you need. Yep. Like it starts to get a little creepy about. And it's that. what what's really creepy about my closet picking out my costume is I wear a different one 365 days of the year. Yeah. You know, so. but It's it, a big it, closet. It, oh, yeah. There's a lot of costumes That's in there. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, you should give talks on that. Forget about starting a business. It's going to it's gonna be uh, Appropriate use Jared Gray with costumes. <laughs> Dylan Trumbull with costumes. <laughs> talking the, with costumes. Talking with costumes. Jared Gray talks to Dylan with costumes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, okay, so we have not figured out what to do about artificial intelligence. No. But that's okay. Well, uh, you know, think, think about, you know, I haven't done much research in this, but, uh, you know, the self-driving cars for Uber, I mean, that, yeah. it, it's, it's mind-blowing. The next, uh, like, iteration of Tesla that they want for their cars yeah. is that when you buy a Tesla, it's, like, connected to your phone. Yeah. So you drive the car. And like it drives itself, like you're in the car, it drives itself. But then when you park the car, like, and you go to work, the car leaves and becomes its own little Uber and makes you money. So it goes, no way. Like other people can connect to the Tesla app and like get a ride from a Tesla 
and it takes them to work. And then your car, like when you're ready to like leave work, like you call it back and it comes back, now, picks you up and takes you to the next place. My question there is what happens if you go to work and then your car leaves because it just dropped you off. Now somebody in your car though, while you were at work, ate a cheeseburger and now it smells like cheeseburgers in your car when you go home. That's rude. I, that is rude. Yeah. I absolutely, and I know the exact smell you're talking about. Yeah. Like when you go to In-N-Out and you smell that. The hard part about Ooh. that smell though, to be honest with you, is when it when it first enters your car. Yes. You are on board 100%. Oh, yeah. And you like, and you eat it maybe in the car or you leave and eat it, but it's this, it's like round two when you come back to the car and it's like overwhelming. Yes. It's weird that it's not as good then, you know? Or, or for me, you know, I, I, my production for my company is up in LA. And let's say I eat uh, in and out and then I drive up to LA the next morning. I'm smelling it all the way up to LA. That's an hour of smelling. And it's like not as good as it was before. It's so weird. Um, Yeah. So I don't know the answer to your question. Like I did wonder about that. Like what if someone messes up your car? And I think that's just, I don't know. That's like another question they'll have to figure out. Yeah. But they will uh, somehow. Yeah. They're going to take over the world. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, Okay. Another thing I want to talk about to you, talk to you about was um, social media. So I know that's a big part of your company. Yes. Um, I'm sure. Instagram is huge. Instagram, okay. Instagram. With connecting people, like connecting to it's like free potential buyers. Yeah, free advertising. So interesting. And do you do you have like do you have a strategy for it? Do you try to connect with other like clothing companies or specific people? It's so now I specifically will look at what other brands I uh, really enjoy and look who's following them, what kind of people they're following. And then it's kind of like a rabbit hole. I just go there and then go there and then there. And then do you try to interact with those people or talk to them or just like follow and make them follow you? Just follow. Got yeah. It. Right now. And then a lot of times actually is they, these companies, these, uh, Instagram people, um, are, Entities. Uh, yeah. Are asking, to whether they they like a photograph and they're asking to use that photograph and then that starts up a dialogue and then that's when i actually do talk to these people got it so that's cool um so you have an instagram for yes. rin do yes. you have another instagram like you have your personal i have one? my person i have three is it your personal i have rin, rin personal and uh my body surfing club the oh, yeah, wedgies. wedgies yeah that's right uh-huh yeah. um that's good um do you find that you use one way more than the others? Personal Instagram more because I don't actually manage the Instagram. My oh, other partner got it. does. Got it. Because she is a visual guru. She does great, great things with the Instagram. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, she's amazing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. And then what about do you have Twitter? I do not. I'm not, not on not Twitter. I don't know how it works. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I got it. I signed up because I thought I would use it for Rin. But then not at and all. And then, yeah, no. Well, especially if you're a clothing company, I feel like the visual is yeah pretty important. So Yeah, visual is important. Okay, no Twitter. How about Facebook? Yes. I actually just deactivated my Facebook, my personal one. Do you guys, does Rin have one? Yes, Rin does have um, one. Did you deactivate yours because you just didn't use it? No. You I feel deactivated like Big Brother is because, watching you. No, I'm, a, I'm addicted. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, but yet Fair. I still have Instagram. I, I, I just can't live without yeah, Instagram. Facebook does own Instagram, so they still have you. Yeah, they still yeah. Have you. That's amazing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, um, how about Snapchat? I I deactivated that one, too. Do you, well, I just... Do you have a RIN one? It. What? Do you have a RIN Snapchat? No. Just, so just Instagram is your focus? Yeah. Okay, most important question. Yes. Um, did you have a MySpace? Yes, I did. Um, what was your MySpace like? Oh, man, it was the coolest MySpace Do you remember ever. you could add, like, the background? Like, yes. You'd, you'd go on and you'd be like, whoa, that person's background is <laughs> the crazy. The background, top five friends. <laughs> uh, you had a video, music playing. Remember the music where you yeah. could pick five? Oh, man. Yeah, the top five. And also, uh, at some point, I figured out, like, you could, you know, Photoshop, like, headers. If you knew the sizes of, like, the headers, that, like, blew my mind. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is what people do. They just figure out the sizes. And I was My like, MySpace was great. Unreal, right? But now, gone. It's gone. 100% Facebook's going to be gone soon. I don't know. They have a billion people, like, monthly active users. People have already been saying they don't even use it. People in my class say they're siblings, younger siblings in, like, middle school. Don't even have one. That's true. I still wonder, though. There's a lot of people that use Facebook. There's, there is a lot. That's a what, billion yeah. people. Have Facebook accounts, and I think they and I think they still have more like monthly active users than Instagram and I'd, Twitter. I still have my MySpace account. Do you really? I don't know. The Do you ever look at it? I don't have the password. I tried to get into it a couple weeks ago. Does it even like still exist? Like, does, yeah. well, if it, you had the password, like, what would be there? The page. Page is still rocking. With exactly. rocking with friends, music, with friends, yeah. and top five songs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the so coolest cool. background ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it had like moving backgrounds and bright colors. Um, okay, well that's amazing. I the my, the trip down MySpace memory lane is oh yeah the best. I also love doing. Uh, I go to YouTube sometimes and do uh, top hundred songs of two thousand and one in February. And they have like yeah, they have a video. The video of YouTube's songs. the YouTube's the like the pinnacle of human creation. Yeah. Like you can learn anything, you can find anything. anything. I just used it today. I know. I said, uh, I said, uh, how do you um, not tie a tie? But I have done that before. Yep, that's a yeah, good one. Bow tie. Yeah, yeah. Because, when's it not? Yeah, when yeah. when I when I pledged a fraternity at my school, uh, every Wednesday I had a uniform that I had to wear. Yes. And I had to tie uh, my tie in a double Windsor. And at that time, I didn't know Double Windsor. Also, like, how would you even get that information? Like, you don't even know where to go. Yeah. So, the, pff, YouTube. Yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of times when uh, I'm out to dinner with my parents, where we have a question or something, I just like, oh, let me look it up really quick. I know. I need to cook something. Like, anything's on there. It's crazy. I just changed. I had to, like, change my road bike tire. Really? The, the, yeah, the tire. And I was like, how do I? Because I knew at some point, and then, like, you know. I just forget. And then I was like, oh, just look it up on YouTube. And then someone has it like as, as the easiest, like two minute version. Somebody has it. It's unreal. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. I was trying to teach my mom that she was uh, trying. She's she's a very creative, crafty person. She's uh, repainting my uh, dad's office desk. Oh, cool. And uh, uh, she's doing a special technique of painting that uh, I was like, well, let's just look up YouTube. They'll have a. A seminar of how to do it. And, it's and of course they do. And it's and probably do. so good. Yeah. Um, okay. So the other thing I want to talk about, I have some like big questions for you, the importance. Yeah. 
Yes. So I want to talk about water polo. Water polo. So well, we polo. both played water polo. Yes, we did. Yes. And we also have sort of the continuation of that, which is not so odd, which is that uh, like you do like triathlons or open water swim yes. or like I find that water polo players, I think more often than other sports, end up like continuing um, like sort of the athletic like things that like physically just deplete you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I wonder what it is about water polo that makes that happen. Like water polo players have a really high rate of success in Navy SEAL training. Yes. Um, water polo and uh, wrestling, right? And wrestling. Yes. Wrestling. Which makes sense. Yes. And so I wonder, I wonder about like, what is it specifically about water polo? And I think wrestling probably has like a similar answer, but like, what is it about it that makes people continue? Like, I don't, I don't feel like a lot of like people who played baseball, continue like doing really tough physical tough. exercise yeah but um i feel like water polo has it about it so there's something about it that you, makes you continue do you think it has to do with uh you know the demanding practice hours multiple practices in the morning and then in the afternoon i think that's definitely part of it that you just that if that becomes your routine like it's hard for us to like shut that off yeah. Like it's hard to be like, oh, well, like it's hard to be satisfied with workouts unless it's like you just kill yourself by doing it. And I also think part of it is like water polo has a specific like because it brings in like all these other sports. Like you have to be a really good swimmer, but you also have to be like strong and you also have to have all these other like motions down. And it because it's so many different things. Yes. That you come out of it with a lot more transferable skills for athletics. Yes. Like I can cut, I think water polo players come out and can do like every rec, like, you know, adult league and like, and also like have incredible stamina, which applies to every other sport. Yes. You know, so it's just, it's weird how that happens. It's interesting because right now I, I, I currently am in a master's uh, swimming league. And yes. I, I go to, I, I practice four days a week. I practice a lot. I'm probably in, in the best swim shape I've been in, in a while. Which is amazing because yeah. you were a D1 college athlete or D3 or whatever it is. D3, man. Still, still. Yeah, yeah, still, yeah, still yeah, that's still. amazing. Uh, but it, it's, uh, it's funny because I just had my alumni game for uh, my college uh, last week and, and I'm in the best swim shape but I am terrible, terrible water, water pool shape. Yeah. Because it's not the same. Yeah, it's not the same. Different it's sport. Not, it's not the same. It is, it is satisfying, though, to be in really good swim shape. Yeah. Like, I have – I that didn't happen to me also until, like, after college. Yeah. Uh, and I was swimming – I was just swimming with the high school team. Oh, yeah. I just had time to go swim every day, and so I'd swim, like, 5,000 yards. Um, and like, I remember we had some like morning and I just went with them like morning and afternoon. I let some like 7,000 yards. Yeah. Well, we remember we did the morning, uh, long distance course, long course. Yeah. yeah that's right. Good. Did you ever swim with me in CDM? We did open water swim too. Did you come with me one time? No. Oh yeah. I did some, I did some of that too. I went to CDM and did some like, you know, mile or two mile swims mm. out in the open water and, and it, no shark, shark attack, no shark attacks, okay. but it is, um, it is incredibly terrifying. Like open water swimming is very, very genuinely s- terrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and I would go in the morning cause I had to like Ooh. go somewhere after. And Ooh. so there were very few people out Ooh. and it's like, and I remember one time like you get out there and you go through this like loop in Corona Del Mar and you, and you have to, at one point you have to swim through the kelp, which is weird. Um, but at one point I just like, you know, a goggle came off and I was like the farthest away from the beach. And there were some boats parked out there, but I just stopped for a second and just like treaded water and was fixing my goggles. And I literally was like, if 
something attacked me right now, no one would know. Like, I'd be gone. Absolutely gone. And it was, it's, just, it's a strange feeling. And you can't see. You can't see down. It's, like, dark and murky. I have an interesting story. I was in uh, junior guards when I was younger in uh, San Clemente. I just uh, – it was the last year um, uh, before Newport started – not taking outside Newport residents. Uh-huh. So us Irvine kids yes. couldn't join. Yes. So I was like, well, you know, I still want to do junior guards. It was the best thing in my childhood. Um, and so I went to San Clemente. Thinking about it, that's a long drive yes. for my parents. Long. I can't believe they did that. Um, but we did an Ironman. And we yes. ran uh, from Cotton's to... Uh, the pier, San Clemente Pier, and then back. And then we went out and he swam around a buoy. And uh, the good thing was uh, I, I did well in junior guards because I wasn't the best swimmer, the best runner, but I was like top five at, at all. Of both. So yes. usually the best swimmer was terrible at running. Right, and the opposite. Yes, yes. yes. So, so anyways, I... I, I get done with the run and I was leading, I was doing pretty well and I go to swim and I uh, started going and I started getting really terrified. So I slowed up and just waited for other people to it's get the near. weirdest experience. Yeah. Um, it is just, it's just odd. And it, the, the hard part is as long as you like are going, it doesn't feel weird. But as soon as you, you stop, stop and you think about like where you like you could be in the middle of space, like that's that sort of an odd of a feeling, um, <laughs> even though you're, you know, maybe like 100 yards offshore, it just feels like a, just an absolutely different world. And it's like it's almost as if, you know, the ocean is like, you don't belong here. <laughs> Get back to where you belong. Get it's out. it's <laughs> really odd. It's, yeah. But that's what it makes me want to go, actually, right now. That's what it makes me want to go. Yeah. Otherwise. So what I've been uh, doing recently is I body surf at night. Really? Yeah. Like, I have dinner, and uh, maybe it's 10 o'clock, and I'm like, hey, let's go body surf right now. It's probably a lot quieter. Less people out. But now, I don't, like, you're you're probably listening right now and think, uh, you know, oh, he's body surfing and swimming, you know, a couple yards out, like 200 yards. No, no, no. I'm at the Balboa Pier where it's shore break. There's a little light along the pier. That's it. You're not swimming that far. Now, on Saturday of last week, it was very big. I, <laughs> I, I like big, big surf, and I'm comfortable in big surf. I feel comfortable in the water. Uh, but uh, I told my buddy who was filming, I said, yeah, I'm not going out tonight. Yeah. It's, it's too big. And then uh, two days later, the Balboa Pier actually had three pilings that like broke or two pilings. Cause it was so big. It was so Jeez. big. It was very big. Oh, well you missed out. Yeah. Um, okay. And another thing I want to talk about is photography. Yes. Photography. Um, okay. So we share sort of a passion for photography. Yeah. Um, and you have, you know, the most interesting story. I have one of your pictures as the background of my phone. Did you know that? The, the abstract plexiglass. It's like, it's like the perfect. Yeah. I love Doesn't that. Doesn't that look Actually, so good? Actually, uh, let's see what my background is. Oh, it's uh, a Ren picture. It's just a water. Oh, yeah. That's cool, though. But for the longest time, I have those abstract pictures because they're best. They're the best uh, backgrounds. I really like I them. On my iPad, I was listening. I was reading something uh, this morning. Uh, I probably was listening to a podcast 
Jared Gray talks to humans. It's or the best. Yeah, yeah. In, cl- so, in clown costumes. Yeah, in, in clown <laughs> costumes. Yeah, same difference. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's it's best backgrounds. Yeah, I wonder um, how did you get into photography? Um, so uh, I went to uh, when was I? Was I in? First grade, second grade, kindergarten. I don't remember. I was young, very young. Really? But I went to SCORE. You know SCORE? No. By the, in the Woodbridge Village Center where the movie theater is yeah. and the Barnes & Noble over there. Oh, yeah, with the frogs you can play yes, on. Yes, yeah, yes, Yeah, I know that, but what's SCORE? So SCORE was like a, um, academic... Uh, oh, yes. Yeah, like after school tutoring. Yeah, yes. kind of like uh-huh. they, they... You know, my parents were probably like, oh, Dylan's not really getting it. And <laughs> I was just so busy with clown costumes yes. and costumes Being a garbage man, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. What I was going to be, yeah. So, yeah. so uh, I, uh, I went to score, and uh, I accumulated points, I guess, for being good, sitting still. Awesome. Or they probably were like, wow, this kid does not stop Just moving. give him points. Just give him points. <laughs> so I got, I got a camera. A disposable camera, but I'd never used its disposable camera. Yes. So uh, you know, I used it twenty-four exposures. It's done. Yep. And uh, I went around score, and I was taking pictures of everyone and everything. And uh, I get back home, and I told my parents, I was so excited. I was like, "Guess what? I won! I finally won something." It's a throwaway camera. Yeah. And I was like, uh, my parents were like, oh, nice. You get 24 exposures. I'm like, Wait, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, you only get 24 photos. And I was like, oh, it's, it says zero right now, actually. And they were like, yeah, I think you used them all. And uh, it, it started there. That's so interesting. It started there. I didn't get into it later, but I, f- I don't know if this was true while you were a kid, but I find it's one of the very few things that I can do where my brain sort of shuts off and I can ac- actually focus on the task at hand Yes. instead of 800 yes. other things all the time. And I wonder, because you were the kid that was bouncing around bouncing all the time, on the walls. if that sort of what happened to you too. Yeah. Another interesting thing, and not to uh, give a little segue, but we, uh, I, I fished when I was younger. Oh. Like, not younger, like, well, yeah, younger, like high school, middle school. Yeah. And uh, people thought that was very strange because literally, you don't do much. Yeah. You just sit there. There's a lot of downtime. Some of those, some some things like that are incredibly, like, relaxing and focused. Like, it helps you focus a lot. It's crazy. Yeah, I'm a very hyper, high-energy person, and photography was one of those things, like you're saying, just turns turns my brain off it's weird i just am doing that one thing that's one of the reasons i really like it yeah because it's, it's really one of the very few things that i can do and i don't feel like pulled to something else something else like i can be in the moment for that one thing which yeah. is really cool yeah it's it's interesting also when i'm uh, uh uploading uh, pictures and i'm photoshopping images or working on images selecting images i lose track of time yeah you know, I, I, I look over at the clock and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's three o'clock. I gotta get to bed. It's nice when you it's nice when you find things like that though. Yes. Because I is. feel like it's easy for people to go through years or their life and not find things like that. Yeah, I know. You know, it was it was interesting. Uh last night I was uh working on my thesis paper and uh it was not like editing photos. I don't lose yeah. track of time. Yeah, I right. know every second. That right. I'm working. I know. Yeah. I know. And I'm glad I can get away from that. Um, okay. Uh, before we get to the big story. Yes. The boo-boo. Um, <laughs> uh, I have some 
Oh, wait, no, no, no. I have a section about me. I want to talk about me first. Okay, that's good. Okay, so I'm, we're going to play a game. It's about things I like or I don't like. Okay. Who's that things I like or I don't like? So you're going to tell, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to tell me whether or not I like that thing or I don't like that thing. Ooh, I like this. Yeah. Number yeah. one, fantasy football. Bing. Dylan. Does that mean you? Yeah. That's me. Bing that is yeah. like, that's me. Yeah. I got it. I'll buzz in. Uh, yes. Um, uh, no. Really? You don't think I, I like it? I, no. Oh, oh I see. Do I like it? Ah. Uh, you tell me if I like it or I don't I like would, it. Then, then yes. Yes. Why do you think I like it? Why do you not like it? What a, what a judgment that was. Well, do you have a team right now? Um, so here's the thing. Um, there's a part of fantasy football that I really like, which is that I think like you, yes. um, I just want to win at everything at all times. <laughs> And yeah, I don't care yeah. what I don't care what it is. Like I just want I, I care about min, winning more than the game, whatever the game is. Yes. Um. So part of me is like that, uh. But the other part of me is like I just don't care at all. And I think it's because I really like watching football. Like I will watch football games, but I don't have a team. Because we didn't like I didn't even the, the Rams were here when I was little, but I I never had like a team, so I just watch football because I enjoy the game. Yeah. When I was little, my dad's a big sports dude. And uh, when I watched football as a little kid, I wouldn't watch football. I was actually running, jumping on the couch, acting like I was a player. Yes. You know, it was so fun. Throwing the football to myself. Oh, I was yeah. working up a sweat before dinner. Yes. Yeah, I'd be panting at the dinner table with my parents. What's going on? <laughs> but I, I enjoyed that. It was, it was those little, you know, at Lamppost. And you get those little oh, yeah. squishy footballs. Yeah, the, the yeah. clock grabs yes. the squishy footballs. Oh, yes, yeah. I actually uh, – I spent so much money on yeah. the Lampos pizza. Yeah, and cost. it's closed now. I know. I know. Northwood Pizza deal. Yeah. Fashions of my travel. I'd, uh, Indianapolis Colts football. Squishy oh, football. good one. Yeah. Oh, that's a really, I think I had a Cardinals one that I really liked. Interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, it's just like – it's just not great for me, but I always join a team and I'm into it. Okay. But just for a short time, and then it, like, falls over. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay, next sense. one. Do I like it or not like it? Okay, yes, there we uh, go. People walking on the wrong side of the street. You do not like it. Um, I actually do like it. Let me tell you why. Um, Ooh, so wow. it, the, what happens to me always is when I'm running, that's when I notice. Okay. So I'm running, and there's – do you know there's, like, a moment where you, like, meet eyes with someone – and, like, you have this moment where you're like, one of us needs to move or there will be a collision. I I purposely have those moments. Right. Okay. Yes. So so I uh, those, those are incredibly enjoyable on their own um, because it's, like, just a fun game you play. Yes. But people who walk on the wrong side of the street, I like to, like, after we pass, I like to come up with, like, a storyline, like, why they're walking on the wrong side. So it inevitably starts with them growing <laughs> up in a place where they where like the people drive on that side of the street or if i'm like in a bad mood like if i'm running to like run off energy yeah it's all about like my thought process is always about how they just like hate other people <laughs> and they just want to get in the way of everyone you know but i do wonder as i'm running like i'm a full-grown adult male yeah and like so I i'm not often like you don't often run by full-grown adult males more often it's like a woman walking or like someone and their child yes. and i always think like when we have that moment like if i decided not to move i would be fine <laughs> you know what i mean and still people don't move it's the weirdest thing wow i do go like i go like i get it like like maybe i should move i guess i don't really know but if i didn't I'd like, be fine. That doesn't work out for you. Like, why don't you move? It's not good if I just keep going. Like, why do you trust me to just not run into you? 
Yeah. Also because I think all the time of like some bikers and runners, like I see those people who are like so serious and won't get out of the way. And I go, but th- don't you encounter those people? I have so many questions about those people. So, so wait, really quick uh, segue. Um, so you create stories. Just like, like a quick fi- one. Okay, so. Just a few minutes. After and like if anything. you're, if you go to a restaurant, I have a new game for you. If you okay. go to a restaurant. Yes. And they're like, uh, excuse me, sir, you got to wait 20 minutes. We got a backed up crowd. Uh, yes. Then you sit down. You sit with a little buzzer and you wait for your table. Sure. And when people are walking by, you create stories. For those people. For those people. Like why they're there. So like at the airport, it's great. Oh, the airport's a good one for that, actually. It's great people watching. That's a great one. Oh, yeah. Um, Another fun game you can play at the airport, I like to play in other places, it's called Human or Statue. So if you just look at someone and like, you know, they're not moving for whatever, they're reading a book or something. Yeah. And you, you know, whatever they're doing, they're just not moving. Yeah. You just play human or statue and you look and you go, is that a human? Or like, could that be a statue? <laughs> you just, this is like, this is like an undercover statue. So I, I just went to a, an art museum in uh, Palm Springs that has, I forget the artist's name, but uh, he created two human figures as statues and for the longest time i just thought they were two old couples human or statue it's such a fun game it's sweeping the nation um okay next one double knotted shoes do i like them or do i not like them by the way can we clarify i'm one 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 for one right now you um the fantasy football one you got that one correct second one not so good so one this is this is big this is the rubber one Gotta see. Are you coming out ahead or behind? Do I like double knotted shoes? No. You're correct. I do not like double knotted shoes. It was good that you looked at my shoes yes. and figured out that was really yeah, smart. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just feel weird about it. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. I just like don't like it at all. But isn't it? Uh, and I always I tell I tell my sixth graders we run on Thursdays. And to I double knot their and shoes. Was, yeah, double knot your shoes. You guys don't do it. And I never have ever once done it. Wow. It's so weird. So when you play baseball, nope, no double didn't knot? It. Didn't do it. Never. Mm. Even when I run and I hate stop, I hate stopping. Yeah. I don't like stopping when I run. For in, for like does that. it happen a lot? No, it doesn't happen a lot, which is another reason. So I you tie your shoes well. Right. Single knot. Right. So I. that's maybe one of the things Did I you go. know John Wooden uh, taught his basketball players how – to put on their socks. No, but he's a legend. Oh, he's great. I, I believe Be that. quick, but don't hurry. Oh, gosh. There's a... My dad was a ball boy for John Wooden. Really? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. He probably I, I met him like twice. Really? Yeah. What an interesting man. Yeah. He has good books. That might be the next one I want to read is one of his I books. I started reading the book. Yeah. And I just... About his finish. like leadership style. And yeah, stuff. the Pyramid of Success. Yeah, Pyramid of Success. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to read that one. Um, okay. Uh, I'm sorry. I have, a, I have one more... Fun segment. Um, trivia. Trivia. Okay. The topic. So I actually won that last one. Just You did. Yeah, Nicely did. done. It's Two good. and one. Yeah. Very good. Nice. Um, the topic is random. Okay. Question one. Uh, ketchup was originally sold in the 1830s as what? Ooh. Wow. I, I, I don't know this. I don't not- think I'm going to know a lot of these. Yeah, that's why it's so fun. Um, <laughs> it was not sold as like a condiment. It was sold as medicine. It was it was sold as medicine. Medicine. Boom, look at Correct. me. I got Nicely that right. Nice. Got nice. it. Nice. Got it. Nice. Um, okay, next one. Medicine, really? Medicine. And I, I was reading about it, and I think it was literally because it was just made of like tomatoes, and so tomatoes are good for you. 
So medicine. Yeah, so that's wow. what it originally was that. Huh? So interesting, right? Well, do you know where was it where was it first used as medicine? I read that, but I don't remember. Okay. It was like some it was like one guy, like some doctor like came up with it. Do you have a cool last name? It was not ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it like was, it wasn't like Heinz. Uh, that was yeah, that was, that yeah, was later. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I think he did have a cool last name, I don't remember. You look yes, that up. People have really cool last names that do some cool things. You know, like Trumbull? You know, somebody actually was telling me two days ago that they were like, wow, that's that's a cool last name. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I've never heard that before. Sometimes I think of the Trunchbull in Matilda. Oh. The evil principal when I hear your name. Yeah, where she, the, where uh, Trunchbull takes the pigtails of Matilda yeah. and spins around. And what's his name? Is it Boris where he eats the chocolate cake? Oh, I don't remember. I think it was Boris, but that was a great scene. Like, what a great scene where he they, they just stare at him all, and then he does it also, by the way. Yeah, what a kid who does uh, it. Mm. Um, okay, next question. You might not get this, but you can just ballpark. Just, okay. just okay. questions. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. the question is, how many enemy planes must a pilot shoot down to be called an ace? Ooh. Do you think uh, that guy we were talking about earlier, do you think he's close to being an ace? Oh, yeah, for sure. He's always, yeah. He, he is an ace. He's Probably they had to create like a certain name for him. A special one? A special one. Yeah, <laughs> because he surpassed everything. Oh, that's probably true. Yeah. At least. Um, okay, so are we talking uh, above? No, you have to guess. What What is the number of enemy planes a pilot has to shoot down to become an ace? God, dude, I don't, I don't know. I really, I. Just throw a number. 350. I thought it would be a really high number like that. I was thinking like 100 or something. It's low. Five. Really? I mean, I guess I mean, I mean, guess that makes sense. Like, I can't imagine that people have shot down like hundreds of planes. That's what I was thinking just <laughs> but, to do. But, um, but yeah, five. But I'm sure that separates people. I'm sure like not a lot of people shoot down several. Like if you're in enough gunfights as a pilot that you have to shoot down five planes, like yes. odds are not good. That you've, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 So anyway. Okay. Last question. Yes. Uh, what is kept in a ship's binnacle? What is a ship's binnacle? Oh, see, you wouldn't even know. See, I didn't even know that either, but it was a cool question. It's like this, like, uh, like obelisk sort of in the middle, like right near this, right near the, uh, with the steering wheel. And it's okay. where the compass is. Do you think, uh, uh, our coach, for high school water polo and knows what a ship's I bet he is. might. I'm gonna have to I have to ask him. Yeah. I'll see him this week. I need to ask him because okay. I thought I was like, maybe you knew that. Like maybe you got that from Maybe I could phone a friend. Well not now. Yeah, well, not I now, the answer because yeah. it keeps the compass. But next time, next time. <laughs> um, yeah. That's zero. Thanks for playing. Nice work, Dylan. I, I got uh, zero correct. That's okay. That's that's like pretty standard. I try to pick weird the weirdest questions possible. That's good. Um okay, so let's get to the main story. Let's get to your boo-boo. Oh, the boo-boo. Okay, so I have like a lot of questions about it. I have a lot of answers, hopefully. The most interesting one, maybe you can give us like a quick, like a little quick recap, a little recap of like the yes. situation. Yes. Um, but I have like a couple of interesting questions. So okay. you were not even in this country, right? When you were starting to feel headaches? Yes, I was not. You were Correct. In, were you in Italy? I was in London. London. Uh-huh. Yeah, and London. you were doing like gallery stuff. Yeah. Right? So uh, I graduated college and I was at the Guggenheim. I was interning there for three months. And I went over to London, to Gagosian. Uh It's a gallery in London, and uh, that's where I was uh, experiencing the headaches. So you start feeling headaches. Yes. Um, and at some point you realize 
not normal headaches. Yeah, so I was like uh, not normal concussion headaches. From Did you have concussion headaches before that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I right. just I was just like, ah, oh, my head hurts. Okay, next thing. Got to move on. Yeah. 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 Okay, so you you realize you're not having normal headaches. Yeah. So you go to the doctor. I went to the doctor when I got back. Yes. Yeah. And then what what happened? And uh, uh, she was like, uh, this doesn't sound good. You know, you don't usually complain about stuff. When I go in and see her, it's yes. it's for big things. Something's broken. Like the last time I saw her, I broke my arm. Yes. Right. right. <laughs> so it's not for like a pain. Like a yeah. Small pain. Like yes. oh, I have a stubbed toe. So if you come in for a headache, she she takes a double take. Yeah. So right away she was like, "Well, let's get that checked out. I'm gonna I'm gonna write you a script for an MRI." Yep. So uh, the next day, went and got an MRI. And I asked the lady when I checked in, oh, how are you? How, how's your Thursday or whatever? Or, yeah. You know, having a good day? And uh, she said, uh, she said, oh, my day's going great, blah, 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 blah. So then I was like, uh, uh, all right, so I have a question for you. How long till I get the results back? Yep. She's like, usually 72 hours and your doctor gets them. She's like, okay, we'll call you back in a few minutes. Sit down right over there. So sat down. Started to read in a magazine, hanging out, and then they called my name. No one was in the waiting room, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chair was very soft, actually. Oh, that's nice. Seated. Yeah. yeah oh, that's good to hear. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they called me back, and I uh, went in the tube of the MRI. Yep. Uh, like 45 minutes later, I came out. I asked the technician the same exact question. I said, so how long till I get the results back? Now, with a technician... They see everything. Yes, they've they, already seen it. They can't tell you because they're not a doctor. Correct. So if you break the bone, but they, they know. know. Yes. So uh, it was a guy, and he, he looked at me, and uh, he was like, oh, you'll be getting a phone call from your doctor very shortly. Mm. And I was just like, oh, darn. Like, uh-oh. Yeah. Interesting. This, this is not good. Okay, so, so, so then what was the... So then the naturally I was uh, going to Joanne's after because Halloween was the next day. Sure. And I was getting get a costume. costume. Yes, sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I love uh-huh. costumes. Uh-huh. And uh, so I went to Joanne's and uh, boom, I get a phone call. I see the doctor's calling. Like 10 minutes later. Yeah. yeah. I was uh-huh. like, oh, darn. Here we go. Okay. I was like, I should probably go back to my car yep. for this one. Yep. So I sit in my car and I said, hey, how are you? She's like, well... I got some bad news for you. And I actually, now from here on out, I pretty much blacked out. I don't really remember anything. Sure. Uh-huh. I just don't know. Yes. Um, but uh, she said I had uh, an appendomoma, which is an, uh, is a brain tumor. Uh-huh. Uh, so, um, again, I can't really tell you much. I, I don't know what I asked. Uh, yes. When I got off the phone, I do remember I texted my dad hey can we talk because i wasn't going to text my mom good call my mom was going to freak out yep so dad um and uh he he took it very well yeah he tried to stay cool he probably hung up and didn't take it yeah Yeah. oh yeah uh then uh i i called my sister next and then i told my mom maybe when she got back from work I i don't really remember but you know in that situation you have a lot going through your mind uh, so, you know, maybe you pick up a brick and release some of that anger and 
throw it to a window and break it, shatter it. Yes. But but no, I I went home and I uh, got my tri bike and I went for a little bike ride. Oh yeah, I feel yeah, like that's, I, I feel like when I get bad news or something, I feel like that's sort of my go to is yeah, I just run or get just got off uh, on the bike trail and went around the back bay. Yep, just uh, boom was in arrows and I don't. I was trying not to think about anything. I'm sure. That's yeah. So crazy. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, I came home, and uh, uh, my sister, uh, who lives in uh, Arizona in Scottsdale, she has a Pilates studio, and she uh, she it gets it gets crazy. But she was training somebody when she found out that something was wrong. Uh, she was training a neuro nurse um, and the lady like one of the very few people on earth that would know what your condition even was exactly yeah. so that night um, I she she gives uh, my parents uh, this lady's number and um, I reach out or my we I think my dad reached out to her and we were like cc'd in an email and uh she was like, oh, well, uh, good thing you sent me this. We're actually in a meeting tomorrow with all my group, and there's all these neurosurgeons, and we'll pull up the MRIs, and we'll say what we should do. Mm. And uh, so that was really cool. And then uh, uh, the that end of the weekend, um, we got like, a, hey, we might be able to fit you into this uh, surgeon to just have a consult, like just talk. Yeah. See if you like the guy, uh, you know, whatever. Yes. He likes you. So we go there, and and there is Arizona. Yes. So I uh, flew over to Arizona. Hey, not, sis. not knowing if we were going to get in or sure. not. So I remember we were sitting in a, in a mall, and uh, the phone call came in, and uh, my mom did the walk away, yeah. and I just was sitting there like, are we going to get the appointment or not? Yeah. And so we did, uh, and uh, met the surgeon. And uh, he said, the first thing he said was something along the lines of like, uh, I was explaining something of like how I found out what I what I did after, and I said like, oh, I went on a bike ride. I think it was like twenty five miles or thirty miles. Yep. And he said, and this is where I knew, oh, this is the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, so, so what did you do after? Like, oh, I rode my bike for 30 miles, 25 miles. And he was like, that's it? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I like you already. Uh, I like you. Uh, um, so, yeah, so we had a consult. And, uh, you know, he liked me. I liked him, I guess. And he said, uh, when do you want to schedule your surgery? Uh, because they were removing this tumor, this mass. Sure. And uh, yeah, so uh, I said, well, soon as possible, let's let's get this done. And he was like, all right, well, uh, what about next week? And I was like, wow, that's that's soon. I was thinking about a couple months. Yep. Um, uh, because you know when they took this this mass out, they. Also, he gave me the percentage that I was going to make it or not. Sure. You know, there, there's a possibility. There's so many outcomes where, I mean, yep. it's, you, you wake up. Well, you don't wake up. Sure. You, you wake up and 
your body's paralyzed. You wake up and you're blind. Because they're doing surgery on your brain. On your brain. Yes. Granted, for all those listeners, I am asleep during this surgery. That was a big question. A lot of people were like, are you awake? Because that exists. Yeah, for eight hours of brain surgery, no way, I'm asleep. Yeah. And if I was awake, I would would fall asleep. I'm sure. Or I'd be like, all right, well, you know, can I wear my costume in this surgery? (laughs) Yeah, of course. What's going on? Uh, But yeah, I was in eight-hour surgery. They removed the mask. Uh, successfully yeah, right now clearly. as clearly. we're yeah, yeah clearly yeah. as we're talking right now i see double of everything still mm-hmm. it's the last thing to come back uh so uh the optic nerve was stretched around uh this mass in my brain and when they took it out the optic nerve hasn't shrunk in not sh- shrank shrank shrank, shrank back yeah so it, it hasn't gone back with out knowing this mass exists in the brain. Is that a thing that it adjusts you over time? Yes, you know, over oh, right. time. So so I actually, I took a picture with my sister uh, right after because my sister, my mom, and my dad, biggest supports. Sure. Uh, they, were, they were there 24-7. Yep. Um, now my mom being an occupational therapist, it was amazing because she knows the ins and outs, the things you do to keep in the hospital longer to get services faster, this, that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I when I came out of the surgery, I had to relearn everything. Yep. Relearn to walk, talk. I mean, it's crazy to think I'm, I'm doing this podcast right now. When did that process start after the surgery? Right when I – well, right when I woke up, I actually – I don't remember three days after. Yeah. It was just uh, – I – all the drugs, the morphine, yes. like – I don't remember anything. Also, your brain was recovering from major yeah, surgery. And it, yeah, it didn't understand what was going on. Sure, probably. sure. But uh, yeah, so it was. Uh, it was a long, long recovery yeah. process. Well, it's still going still, on, right? Still going yeah. on right uh, now. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, yeah, it, it just so okay. So, and and that's part of the reason. the The biggest thing after this surgery is I know what I want to say in my head. But the hard thing is, you know, letting that come out the right way and flow nicely in a conversation, stay on point, make people follow what you're you're saying. But uh, it's crazy. You know, you have all these answers. I have all these answers in my head. Yeah. Or these questions. You have all these questions. Yep. I have all these answers in my head. But, uh, you know, it's, it might just not come out the right way. Uh, my dad had two strokes. Yes. Uh, before he died. And that was what he talked about a lot too, because it affected his like speech. So speech. N- not only could he not sort of like, you know, get out what he wanted, but like physically the speech part didn't work. But that's what he used to say is. I had a speech therapist for like yeah. uh, a year and a half or something. And when I just finished my surgery, they started me on speech and uh, we were at a, like a, a table and uh, my speech therapist was sitting next to me. And I couldn't tell you in a lineup for like a month what she looked like right. because I didn't look at her. I always looked down the whole time. Yeah. Because, and and right now when we're talking, I'm looking off to the side sometimes uh-huh. because that is less distracting. I don't want it to throw off yes. what I'm trying to say. Um, it's so interesting, like as you become aware of that for whatever reason, your surgery or my dad, as you realize there's like all these processes happening that we don't know about 
and there's like if one of them gets thrown off, it throws us for a loop. Much less several of them. Things you don't off. think about doing right. on a day to day, like uh, you know, picking up a fork to eat, uh, stepping up a stair. Dude, I could not. I I was I was a college athlete, and I couldn't go up one stair. Like weeks before this, not even like months before this, like not even like years ago. Crazy, like, and happened. and this was. I mean, the nuts. The nuts thing was for how. When we look back at it, my parents, they were like, well, it makes sense. For four years of, of college water polo, three years I started and I sprinted. The fourth year, I didn't start and I didn't sprint. And uh-huh. I was just off just a little bit. I think that's what and I, that's when started. you should start like, I mean, it definitely was hanging out and growing in there probably. Yeah. But we didn't know. Um, okay, so I have a lot of questions about this. This is many ones, but how, I, I wonder what sort of, changes about you and like sort of the perspective you have on things that you are of one of the very few people who is someone you meet who like definitely had to like ask questions about like will i be alive tomorrow you're you're, i mean the 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 craziest thing and again i'm gonna answer this question i've so i have so many answers in my head but i'm just not they're not gonna come out the right way Mm -hmm. But I'll try to to make it come out the right way, the best way possible. But the crazy thing is I'm 22 and you're coming out of college and you think you're invincible. Yeah. You have so many lives. You are doing probably the stupidest stuff. And I'm 22 and I'm- College athlete, superhuman. Yeah, superhuman. I'm thinking like 22, like I'm thinking some serious things like, like death, how to walk, being in a wheelchair, uh-huh. can I move the right side of my body? Yep. How to talk? Like when I when I took a picture with my sister right after surgery, my one eye was to the right and my one eye was looking to the left. So they were like all over the place. I mean, I'll look back at pictures and uh, my eyes, you know, what I thought was the camera, the camera, let's say, was off to the right and I was looking off to the left. Uh-huh. You know, and, and to me that was... I was looking at the camera because the double was so extreme that I was seeing two cameras and they were very different places. Unreal. Yeah. Um, okay. And then another thing I wonder is I know that photography has been an interesting experience for you um, because it sort of opens some different ways of looking at the world and taking pictures Yes. Um, because of this. Um, and I wonder about maybe what other things have sort of looked different to you or you've had a different perspective on um, after the surgery? You know, the, the thing with photography is actually when I look through the viewfinder, I see single because I'm not using two eyes. Right. Now, just like having a conversation and having these answers in my head, I have all these perspective changes that I want to uh, portray in my art because it would be amazing for people to understand, but I just, I haven't gotten it down yet. I haven't figured out how I could explain what is going on in my head. Well, I can tell you just from the way you described it, some of those pictures, like that's on my phone background. Yes. Um, and some of those pictures were so beautiful and like get definitely at least gave me a window yeah. Like, I'm sure it's not what it was. Yeah. Um, but, like, to see that you sort of, like, you know, slowed the camera lens down and basically you just took colored paper 
um, and moved it, right? Yeah, and yeah. So I take this, I take plexiglass and I shine light and I just move it. And it looks like you know almost like brushstroke brushstrokes. It's it's digital um, paintings. I said it was so cool. Yeah, yeah. But it's interesting to think that that I mean before your surgery, that's not something you probably could have even fathomed. No, there's just no way to even think about that. Yeah. Um, okay, and then I also wonder, do, have because of this, have you gotten to meet other people? that are in sort of these life and death situations. Yeah, it's it's been interesting. Uh, luckily, uh, now I'm more extrovert. I was an introvert for the longest time after the surgery because I wasn't comfortable because I couldn't I couldn't talk to people. I can attest to that. I remember that. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the that. first days on the deck, I just I was an introvert. I just listened to people. I, sure. I let other people take over and you know, when I was last week, which weekend, is way different from what you were before. Oh, very different. <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually yeah. uh, this weekend with some friends, and there was uh, there was eight of us, and uh, I uh, just kind of hung out and just listened to what everyone else was saying. But I didn't want to put myself out there to then have the the stage everyone listening to me and then i like make a mistake or something yeah. uh and you know everyone's like oh well if you make a mistake that's fine like just recover and make and you know say say what you wanted to say and it's like that's not really how it works with me if i make yeah. a mistake then i think about that mistake and while everyone's moved on trying to recover and make the next best that i make more mistakes and then it's like a it's a cycle you're spinning so if if uh. at the beginning of this podcast i made a mistake oh goodbye to the whole podcast because i'm just making mistakes after mistakes uh-huh. and that's all i'm thinking about oh, that's so interesting and i probably have made a ton of mistakes but i just I'm seriously trying so hard to be like, okay, if I make a mistake, just move on. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So, so to answer the question, which I was about to not answer the question <laughs> because that's how I always I, I start questions and answers and stories and never finish yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, yeah, I have because I'm very aware of other people's scars, maybe, and if they look very similar to mine. I know where to look, and uh, I was in a, a coffee shop in uh, Newport Beach, and there was a guy that had the same scar as me, mm-hmm. uh, but it was it was pretty recent after my surgery. I still wasn't driving, and I didn't drive for eight months, um, and I still wasn't driving, so I was a very introverted type of person then, Yep, and uh, I still kick myself today because I didn't ask him. Because I, I, I felt like, oh, maybe he doesn't want to talk about it or this or that. And it's a little different for me because I'm so open. I love to talk about it. I'm fine talking about it. But it's it's something that – it's a hidden disability. If you see me, you don't know that I had a brain tumor unless you see the scar on my back. And even then, you don't you know. know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was in my cast, because it's more relatable, everyone knows a friend or a family member or a brother or a sister or whatever themselves – that have been in a cast. So they, I had more people ask and talk about the cast than my brain tumor because that was... You can see it. That was... They don't want to talk about that uh, territory because they don't know what to ask about. Well, you're in such a unique position too from your story is like you said, you're a college athlete, uh, superhuman, and it's like such a reversal Polar so difference. quickly. 
Yes. Um, like such, like the, you know, complete opposite, 180 degrees difference. You really can, you know, how I see is, is life is just so precious. And people always say, well, you know, why me? You know, people have said, why you? Why you? And it's like, I think about it and I'm like, well, why not me? Yeah. Like, why not? Could have been uh, the person next door. Could have been yeah. yeah. Honest, honestly, what I've gone through and what I still am going through, I'd never wish on anyone. Yeah. yeah. Even, you know, somebody I'm so mad at in the moment, I would, oh man, it's been, it's been a long process, but it's been great. Yeah. I've learned awesome. a lot. And, sure. you know, I, I think, you know, the reason why I'm here and I'm doing so well in this recovery is because the attitude I have during this. And when I woke up from the surgery, uh, came to, it was just like, okay, you know, like, here we go. Let's, let's now try to improve, you know, the best I can. And, and to be honest, uh, I, I listened to some doctors and nurses, they, they were talking in the room or something and, uh, and they said something like, well, your son's gonna, you know, they were talking to my parents, I think your son's going to be on the couch for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I was just like, you'll see, yeah, you'll see. So it's nice because every time I go back to Arizona, which I have to go back twice a year to get a a scan and you know, whatever I, I go to my therapist, different ones and shake their hand and say, Hey, good to see you. Because I just remember what you said. Yeah. Yeah, Pretty much. And it's, it's, it's the thing is, you know, there's a lot of those people and it's not everyone that helps me because there's amazing nurses, amazing therapists. People were great, but there's always one or two, whatever. But, uh, you know, a lot, even now, People are, they might say a certain thing or, or, or whatever, and you're just like, oh, just wait. You'll yeah. see. Uh-huh. You know, it, it's tough when, you know, people don't understand how much I'm going to be changing. And I'm still changing. And, like, how a year ago was is very different to today. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, I can personally attest to the change. Yeah. Um, because I got to see it because you were coaching and stuff, and you were around, and that it's it's amazing. It's really like incredible to see. But I do hope you get uh the chance to sort of meet other people in similar situations because yeah. you do have a unique perspective and you do have this incredible attitude and work ethic um, that I think is not. I, I think lots of people have like the ability to do that. Yeah. But I think it takes you know, seeing, you know, one person, you know, you see one person, you go, Oh, that guy did it. It's funny. You say that they, uh, you know, I was talking to a therapist last time, uh, that I was in Arizona that I saw my speech therapist in the hospital still. And, uh, she is one of those amazing people and she's great. Uh, and she still works, uh, at the same hospital and I still communicate with her. And every mm-hmm. time I'm out there, I go see her. Yep. And uh, we were talking last time about um, they the hospital set you up with a mentor and I never got a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I'm like, that I, I told her, I said, you know, this would have been amazing in any way I can help out. I'd love to be a mentor awesome. with somebody. And, and I actually, um, there's a lot of things I'm gonna, I'm gonna be driving home and I'll be like, well, why didn't I talk about this? Why sure, didn't I talk sure. about that? You'll, you, I'll, you'll get to come back on. We'll do another okay, show okay. for sure. Yeah. Well, good. Get Write them all down yeah, and I'll send them to sure. me and yeah. I'll make sure we cover them. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So I, uh, 
I started after my surgery. My parents were great. They drove me up to um, like Long Beach area to this. It's called Brain. Brain. Uh, what's the acronym? Brain Re- Rehabilitation Injury Network. Oh, uh-huh. something like that. Yeah, and uh, it's it's great. There's literally a hundred people that show up, and it's all brain injuries. Oh wow! And uh, you know, every single Tuesday night, it's called FBI Frain, Friends of Brain Injury People. Oh, that's so awesome! So if you're more than welcome Dude, to be my to guest, I yeah, I'd love to go there. That'd yeah, be amazing. It's great. I I I don't go as much like as regularly anymore because I have class on Wednesday night, yep. but. If I can, I always like to still drop in a couple times because, like you said, it just takes. If you see one person, yeah. and you're like, "Wow, they they're doing it right now," uh-huh. you know, and they're they're doing things that people said Can't they couldn't. That. Yep, you know, and and I actually, you know, the fourth Fourth of July run at Woodbridge. Oh yeah, I ran okay. that the first year that I that I was back and. Uh, you know, a couple months before that, I, I couldn't even balance and, and walk, yeah. let alone run. But the whole time I was running that, I was just thinking about the individuals that I've stood up in those meetings. And it was like, six months ago, you weren't talking. Look at you now. You can say, hi, my name is so-and-so. And I'm just like, wow. Or I see somebody walking or, or wheeling themselves in six years ago or six months ago, six years ago, six who's, months ago. Who's walking in now. And now they're walking in. Yeah. Or they were using a cane and now they're not. And it's just like, wow. Yeah. It's great. It's, a, it's an incredible story. I mean, it is off the charts incredible. And it's so cool that I've gotten to be around it and see it. Yeah. And it just, I mean, even for me being outside of it and not even really that close, like I, I talk to you and stuff, but I'm not that close to it. And that is sort of changes the way you think about things and um, sort of the way life events go and the way you see other people have life events. So it's, it's really amazing. But um uh, I know your recovery is ongoing. Ongoing, and I know you're still rocking. So I it's, come it's if incredible. I come in in 40 years, it'll still be. I'll still. Uh, it's ongoing, and you'll still be working. You still be go on the way up. There's something. Yeah, <laughs> something. Um, but it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you, and thank you so much for so having awesome me. So awesome, you're so open about it, and Absolutely. it's really amazing to think about. But I really appreciate it. Uh, Rin.us. Rin.us. R-I-I-N.us. And and contact me personal or or business if you hear this and you want to chit chat about you know brain injury stuff or costume things body or surfing at night. body surfing at night or wearing a mullet yeah you're you, an animal please do good for you i'd love to talk oh dylan thank you so much this thank you great. for having me 